Sosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This That's is a this punch is call. Bad. This is bad. This is a no. No good. Oh, this is terrible. There's so much to unpack with this fight. You know, I was I was watching the game and immediately started pulling clips and photos, reacting to it. But but like I tweeted on Wednesday morning, if you go back and watch this fight from all these different angles that we have, if you pick one person each time, like if you focus on one person in the video, a, a coach, a player, a security guy, fan, this video adds a new dimension like every single time that we're watching it. Uh, now 24 hours later, suspensions just announced Big 12. Uh, put those down, Sylvia DeSosa, 12 games, David McCormick, 2 uh, eight for James Love and three for Antonio Gordon, both of them from Kansas State. A ton to unpack here, and that's what we're going to do here on this episode of the High Motor Podcast. I have Jesse Newell on the show uh, to help do that. He's from the Kansas City Star. He was at Allen Fieldhouse on Tuesday night. He's been on the show before. And then after that, I was on a teleconference, the, the Big 12 teleconference on Wednesday morning. And this is before the suspensions came down. This is before Kansas announced that Sylvia Sosa was suspended indefinitely, so we don't have that context with it, but I still grabbed some some audio from Bill Self and Bruce Weber, uh, mostly from Self. Weber declined uh, one question and then didn't really talk that much about it before. He was pretty subdued. Uh, so I grabbed three to four minutes of that after we do uh, Jesse Newell. Okay, let's fire it up with Jesse Newell. Jesse, as always, thanks for the time. You just told me right before the call that you were uh, about 30 to 40 feet away from that fight on Tuesday night at Allen Fieldhouse. As all of this is unfolding in the final seconds, what was your first reaction? Yeah, it just, um, it happened so quickly, you know. A, a lot of times these sorts of things, I think there's efforts made to de-escalate the situation or at some point, you know, somebody steps in to sort of make sure that something doesn't explode, whether it's an official or a teammate or one person deciding that they're not going to be, you know, a, a party that's going to make this thing a bigger thing than what it already is, but uh, this one, when it happened, you know, like you said, about 30 feet in front of me, it was like, okay, Sylvia DeSosa stood over to Juwan Gordon. Okay, that started it a little bit. Okay, maybe they're just going to separate them and they'll go on their ways. But then it was just like, okay, then there's someone off the bench with a push, and then there's more pushing, and then there's punching, and then they're spilling into, you know, the ADA handca- handicap seating, and uh, Silvio's picking up a stool, which, you know, is kind of a scary situation. At least it looked like that on first glance. So um, it, it just – that's all in the course of about, you know, whatever, six or seven seconds before coaches can even get to their players and try to break up the whole melee. So, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I, it's unlike anything I've ever seen at Allen Fieldhouse and probably unlike anything I'll ever see again at Allen Fieldhouse, but it just shows sort of the potential here when um, there's kind of this um, people lose their tempers and obviously want to stand up for their teammates, want to stand up for their programs, and it just kind of – there was no one who to, had a cooler head in that specific moment, and because of that, it, it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing, and all of a sudden you kind of had a bomb there go off right in the middle of, of some fans. And, and that obviously was not a good look for Kansas, Kansas State, or uh, college basketball as a whole. Yeah, after those those first, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds of the brawl and when the coach got in there and kind of it broke up a little bit, my initial reaction, amongst other things, was I was surprised it was happening with this team. And this is, this is a program that's had players over the last decade where I wouldn't be particularly surprised, and with all due respect to some of those teams and some of those players, uh, this doesn't feel like a team that that would do this. And I'm not saying that other teams would have would have brawled on the court after a game, but 
when it happened with this team, I was surprised. Was there any surprise with you um, from you being a- around this team and around these players that did happen with this team? Well, again, I, I just think people lost their head. But I, I agree with you in a sense that this is not probably what Bill Self has always considered maybe his toughest team or his most physical team or his most intimidating team. And even kind of speaking to your point, I mean, there's been teams in the past where they've kind of played enforcer type players to, you know, for lack of a better term, just because that's sort of what they could give them off the bench. And, and Bill Self likes that mentality. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't like brawls, but he, he likes guys that are going to let you know that if you go in the lane, that you're not going to go in there unimpeded and that you're not going to have easy baskets. I mean, and some of that stuff is, is very important to him. Um, so yeah, I, I really wouldn't probably have anticipated from this particular team, but in this instance, it's kind of like, it, it, you know, underneath the surface, things were sort of boiling for a while and it, it was kind of in different settings too. For one, Kansas had this happen earlier this year already. Uh, Monmouth player down 50, stole the ball in garbage time from Tristan Aruna, went down, dunked it, started talking trash, got a technical. And I even said at the time, I know, you know, a lot of people disagree with me and that, and that's absolutely fine. But I, I kind of said at the time, like this is, you kind of are lucky to avoid a major situation here because all that is, is, is we talk about escalating when the Monmouth player does that. It's just escalating a potential situation. And if he gets clocked with a really hard foul, which I'm sure KU could justify, then all of a sudden you have the potential for a brawl. So, so K-State kind of comes in on the back end of this. They might may or may not know about the Monmouth incident, but KU had already sort of been punked at its home gym once. The same thing happens. The ball gets stolen from Silvio. The guy's going down for a dunk when he's down 22 points or whatever it is, and Silvio volleyball swats it. And so you have that, and then you have the Brandon Green incident. He dunked it against K-State when time was running out. Uh, a few years later, Barry Brown dunked it against KU with time running out, and uh, he said shout-out to Brandon Green in the press conference afterwards, so kind of got the payback. There was the Jamari Trailer incident where um, the K-State fans rushed the court and he got chicken-winged by a uh, K-State student, which kind of had a bunch of controversy. So there's just been – it's like there's so many of these things that kind of add up, along with the fact that uh, for Silvio, this season hasn't gone as he's planned, and he hasn't played many minutes and has had to have been a frustrating year for him. So maybe that all just kind of came about into one – Again, kind of big boom there at the end, but all that added up to what ended up being a very ugly incident and uh, everybody basically losing their cool in that very, very short time period and ending up with something that is obviously and has obviously gone viral here over the course of the 24 hours. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens moving forward, but um, absolutely, it just seems like a lot of little things that seem like little things sort of all melded together and became a big thing. And, And this might not be the first KU team you would anticipate have something like this happen, but uh, because of some of the circumstances, maybe you can understand a little bit better. And then after the game, everyone's focus is now on Bill Self. It's on Bruce Weber. It's on the Big 12. And Bill Self, in that postgame press conference, he, he seemed relatively composed. Um, this morning on the Big 12 teleconference, he was pretty composed. You could tell he was still a little bit agitated. Um, but what do you – I know that you weren't in the locker room, but, but somebody that's been around Coach Self for a while here – uh, what would you guess that that postgame locker room was like? What, was this such an over-the-top incident that Self, I mean, he hasn't dealt with this in his career. You, you rattle off some things. They've had some incidents in the past, and he's had behavioral issues that he's dealt with, but this has never been something that he's been a part of in his career. Was it such an over-the-top incident that he might not even know how to react? How do you think that all went down in the locker room afterward? Yeah, Bill's always asked about that. He talked about how um, they were talking to the players. It was very much a one-way conversation. The players did not speak, and um, yeah, made it very clear kind of the selfishness of a few players that kind of marred 
but it had been a really good performance by KU and a great effort against the in-state rival. Again, it's tricky. I mean, we can we can talk in nuance here because Bill Self values toughness. He values guys, um, you know, certain things. Like he values, as I mentioned before, not giving up easy baskets and and standing up for yourself and standing up for your teammates and those sorts of things. So so uh, you know, there's a difference between that though, and then towering over a guy to taunt him and um, swinging punches and you know coming into the melee and as another teammate and, and starting to swing or, or you know, potentially stomping on people, depending on what you see from the video. So it's, it's just sort of a, maybe fine line is too much of a, a specific term, but it, there is a line there. You know what I mean? Like Bill Self doesn't want to take the aggressive uh, mentality away from his team or the tough mentality from his team, but you also have to understand there's sort of a time and a place for it and a setting for it. And that not all of these acts are considered tough. And so maybe that's, uh, what he what he tried to get across, um, and then that particular regard. But I think for him too, it's just um, with Silvio, it's it's just it's been such a a wild ride with him. You know, KU worked so hard to try to get him reinstated. The KU lawyers that they've had work on his case, they declared um, the DS representative TJ Gasnola as a booster to try to get him reinstated. Cause that's what the NCAA said they needed, and then. So he turns around with a notice of allegations against Kansas, and they basically designate T.J. Gasnola as a booster like Kansas did. So it's kind of like the NCAA took KU's words from the Silvio case and used it against them um, for these very, very serious allegations that are now against them that could have possible huge ramifications coming in the offseason when some sanctions are handed down against Kansas, most likely. So they've done so much for Silvio because they like the kid, they trust the kid, they believe in the kid, they don't think he did anything wrong. So uh, this is just, it's, it's, it's got to be a little bit frustrating just to have this happen and for this just to be something else that this program has to deal with. And again, all these things are self-inflicted. All these things are, are not things you have sympathy for Kansas for, but it's just, you just add another notch. You know, there's the Snoop Dogg incident, and then there's the notice of allegations, and then there's, um, you know, other players uh, that have had eligibility issues and other players that um, you know, that, that have had chemistry issues with Kansas. You're looking like, like last year with Lazaro Blake. I mean, there's just, there's so many ways that this program has sort of been brought into the limelight in, in a not positive fashion lately that it's just another one that was unnecessarily got added, added to the ledger and another one that KU is going to have to, you know, put his head down and, and kind of just walk straight on through again. And looking at those suspensions, what's coming down just before we hopped on here, uh, Wednesday evening, Silvio got 12 games, David McCormick 2, then on the K-State side, 8 for James Love, 3 for Antonio Gordon. Uh, a few things here, the big one, and you just talked about how hard, they, how hard they've worked to, to get Silvio back on the court, uh, is 12 games enough for him, and then do you have any sort of read if if he'll even be back after. I know this was the Big 12, and Bill South said that they're working with the Big 12 on reviewing the video and suspensions, and I'm I'm more just curious, after the 12, does Silvio even come back to Kansas? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Honestly, um, it's, it's probably a really bad time for that question because uh, we're talking just after the Big 12 announced its ruling, and I would expect later tonight for KU to have some sort of release talking about that, you know, like... They accept that from the Big 12. They don't accept it from the Big 12, whatever the case may be. Well, we haven't heard from Kansas yet. And so um, is there a potential there that, that, that you know, there's there's more to this and that Kansas might do something on its own past the 12-game suspension? I mean, that's obviously possible. It's just I, I feel like maybe our listeners will know that answer, um, you know, by the time they, they you know, very, very soon, basically. Um, so 
that's a really good question and, and one we can't answer quite at this moment yet. But um, as far as the 12-game suspension, I was honestly a little bit surprised it was that long just because um, typically, I know the NCAA does this, and I know it's a little bit different because the Big 12 handed down the ruling, but you look at president out there, you know, Marcus Smart went in the crowd um, and um, had a kind of an altercation with a fan. He got a three-game suspension. Uh, a lot has been made of the Cincinnati Xavier brawl from a few years back, and the most any player got in that one was six-game suspension. So I was sort of thinking, okay, based off precedent, you're probably not going to go crazy long on the suspension just because you look at what people have done in the past. But I absolutely do believe, uh, and, and I don't have a way to prove this right now, but I absolutely believe that the image of Silvio picking up that stool cost him at least a third of this, probably half of the suspension, just because of, I hate to keep using the word bad look, but it, the optics of that, the optics of a college basketball game turning into a WWE or an MMA fight, that sort of, I mean, not even MMA, they don't allow stools and MMA fights, you know, like the, the optics of that amongst fans turning into that, uh, it's scary. You know, it, it's a scary image and it got circulated around and obviously it's being associated with college basketball and the Big 12 in Kansas. And uh, that's something that's pretty serious. And I think when you get, when you embarrass organizations or heads of organizations, that's really when these harsh punishments start to come. So I, I think that that's probably what you look at with Silvio throwing punches. Not great. You know, spilling over into the handicap section. Not great. All those things. Not, not good. Towering over guy. Not good. But I think the stool just kind of took this to a different level. And that's why you probably saw the severity of the suspension is um, probably almost unprecedented based off of what we've seen in college basketball past. And one of the longest ones that's ever been levied for a fight, at least that I've seen in, in the history or at least recent history here of college basketball. And staying with that embarrassment factor, and we've, we've seen a lot of takes and opinions that, and you just said it, this is this is an embarrassment for the program. I mean, the Big 12 college basketball, however high you want to go, we've seen a lot of this is devastating for college basketball. This is devastating for the program. To what level? I, mean, I guess I'm not saying that you're wrong at all. Um, but when somebody says, like, this is devastating for the program, I think we can talk about it in some terms like that. But... I guess, what's your opinion on the big picture here? What is so devastating to this program? Is it just like what you've said, so many different pieces coming together, and then you have this and the NCAA um, potential penalties coming down this summer? Is it all those pieces coming together? If this was an isolated incident, it would be a little bit different. But what do you what do you see as the big picture being so devastating or so embarrassing for Kansas basketball here? No, I, I don't I think devastating is the wrong word, and, and I, I hope I didn't use it. But um, I, I don't think – I think what's difficult here is – um, you know, perception is perception. Public perception is public perception. How has Kansas been in the national news in the last two years? I mean, it's just been negative thing after negative thing after negative thing after negative thing after negative thing. And so you add all those together and the court of public opinion is that Kansas is a program that, you know, <laughs> it seems like there's something popping up a lot. And so you add all those pieces together then uh, and you add this on top of it, it just continues kind of a negative image that surfaced for Kansas lately. But I agree with you. What happened here was isolated. What happened here was a guy lost his cool. And I mean, the fact that it ended up in the handicap seating is unfortunate. Silvio didn't pick that. He just got it got out of hand. You know what I mean? And so. The stool thing was unnecessary, and again, he lost his mind for a minute. He he, he absolutely lost his mind, and um, that's why he got the 12-game suspension, and, and you can't do those sorts of things, but you cannot conflate the notice of allegations with Silvio DeSosa losing his cool. You know I mean? Those two things are not the same. Now, 
uh, again, most people nationally will look at this and say, yeah, there's some problems at Kansas. What's going on there? Why is it every time I flip on the news or turn on Twitter, we're talking about some sort of negative story when it relates to KU basketball? And I'm sure if Bill Self in a perfect world could sit down with every person and explain to him, like, okay, well, this is this is different than that. You know, both teams were kind of heated, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that makes sense if you sat down at a coffee table with someone to explain to them. But Kansas just doesn't get that luxury right now. You know what I mean? They don't get the luxury because of all the other incidents that have happened here in the uh, most recent past. So um, for Kansas, like I said, you sort of have to walk through it. You just sort of have to, to um, you know, continue on and make it through this news cycle and um, continue moving forward. And by the end, it'll wear off eventually, but it's just another one of those hits. And again, it's something that the program overall and the athletic program, athletic department overall, it's just something you don't want to deal with. It's another one of those things that KU is kind of going in, uh, you know, um, public relations mode for to try to make it uh, through a, another incident that uh, no school really wants to go through and no school wants to deal with. Last thing for you here, and I wasn't going to ask you this question, but I almost can't help myself. And, and please tell me to take a hike if I'm cl- completely out of line here. But with all of these things popping up, I'm not suggesting at all that Bill Self should be fired for all these incidents. I agree with you. If you sit down, I kind of look at it as as like, what? why has Kansas lost in the NCAA tournament? Well, they've had legitimate problems. They've had health problems. They've had unfortunate eligibility things that if you were to sit down and actually go by it case by case, that you can see why Kansas has generally failed in the NCAA tournament. But I still... I'm still curious. I mean, is there any sort of job security issue with Bill Self? Is Jeff Long at all saying, God, we, we just can't have this anymore? I mean, the Kansas basketball is so valuable to this institution, this athletic department. We just can't do this anymore. No, no, absolutely not. And they've made it clear through the notice of allegations. You're talking about the Chancellor Douglas Gerard and, and Jeff Long, athletic director. They have stood behind Bill Self every step of the way. And um, listen, the reality is Bill Self is a top five college basketball pro a coach in, in the nation. And, um, he is, he is good at a lot of different things. He's good at in-game coaching. He's good at recruiting. He's good at, um, obviously handling these situations, which he stood out in front of a microphone. He's good at public relations. He's a good face for the program. And he's obviously given 17 years already to Kansas, which has earned him some of the loyalty that he has gotten from upper administration. So uh, absolutely not. And, and the thing about it too, is, um, I kind of goes back to the earlier point, which is, that's where you really have to look at this as an isolated incident because up until this, I know they have the notice of allegations hanging over them, but this Kansas team the last two months or so, I mean, it's been all about basketball. They, they have two good players, Devon Dotson and Yudo Kazubuki, who are probably in line to be all Americans, whether they're first, second or third team. They've had guys get along together. They've had good team chemistry. They really haven't had many off the court issues until this. There haven't been arrests like some years of the past. So, this has sort of been a smooth sailing season up until this sort of crazy one-off incident against Kansas State. So, no, a- absolutely not. This is not something that's going to uh, push anybody in KU's upper administration into panic mode on Bill Self. And like I said, if you need any proof of that, um, once the notice of allegations came out with five level one violations, which is the most severe that you can get uh, from the NCAA rule book, immediately KU came out with statements from the chancellor and the athletic director saying how they were steadfastly behind Bill Self. So um, that's going to continue. That's going to be a united front, and they're going to continue to fight for him uh, until all these allegations and uh, whatever sanctions come down, come down, and then they'll evaluate from there. But uh, this doesn't change that at, at all in the regard of that, that Bill Self is loved in Kansas. Uh, KU fans love him, and uh, 
uh, I, I absolutely believe the administration is going to stand behind it. All right. That's Jesse Newell, Kansas City Star on Twitter at Jesse Newell. Uh, check in for updates as all this unfolds over the, the next few days. Hey, Jesse, thanks for the insight. Uh, I really appreciate the time and take care. All right. Thanks. Like I said, that Big 12 coaches teleconference Wednesday morning. And again, keep in mind that this is before any of the suspension stuff came down. This was maybe 12 hours after. The teleconference was Wednesday morning. I think it started at 9.45 a.m. That game last night got done at, I don't know, 8 or 8.15. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at 12 to 13 hours later. Uh, but at the time, Bill Self, Bruce Weber, they said they had time to, re- to review the footage. They said they had other angles that weren't available to fans. Really curious what those angles are and where they would have gotten them, maybe from their own cameras, uh, their own film guys, not sure. But anyways, uh, Bill Self, he, he said he's not going to speak on K-State's role. He had some interesting comments um, saying that they're not innocent, but then, I don't know, a few sentences later, he kind of came back and said that he doesn't mean that they're guilty. He also said he spoke with one woman who was in that section and got knocked down by the fight. He didn't elaborate if that was that woman. You saw that woman with the picture uh, when Sylvia de Sosa had the chair over his head. She was knocked down and she was almost reaching behind him onto his leg. So I'm not sure if it was that woman. Uh, might have been somebody else. And then to Bruce Weber after that, just really quickly from him. I mean, he just talked about how the Big 12 will handle suspensions. I was a little bit surprised at that. And and I'm um, like Jesse just said, Kansas or Kansas State hasn't announced their own suspensions. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, they could add to that. They could um, accept those. They could do whatever there. But I, I was kind of surprised that the Big 12 announced their own suspensions before the school and and both of these programs said that they were working with the big 12 there have been cases before for example kansas suspending uh kansas football suspending running back puka williams for the entire offseason then after the investigation the the one additional game last year the opener the big 12 then came out and said they supported it a little bit different situation there because it was a puka williams domestic battery arrest title nine issues there it was a school investigation the big 12 said they would let the school handle it versus something like this, an on-court incident. I still thought that was interesting. So we'll see what happens in the next even a few hours here, depending on when you're listening to it, sometime in the next uh, few days at at the end of the week, if those schools uh, come out and give anything additional. Also, before I play this, uh, I didn't include this answer from from Bruce Weber because he didn't didn't really answer the question. When he was asked the question, he was asked to expand – after the game, he said that his players thought the game was over, but he didn't expand on that. So in the teleconference, he was asked to expand on that, what he meant by that. At first, he just flat out refused and said he talked about that. Uh, and then he was asked to, to elaborate again, answered very very briefly, and he said what that meant was the players told him they left the benches because they thought the game was over. I don't, I don't see why that matters here saying that they left the benches because they thought the game was over. I mean, if you're you're leaving, no matter if there's one second left in the clock or a minute or it's the first quarter or the game is over, you're still ultimately leaving the bench for a fight during a game. I mean, whether that's a, a minute after the game, I and mean, the, the game is essentially still going on. The clock is not running. You're still on the court. Even if the game was over in this case, it was maybe over by a second or a fraction of a second. Kansas and Bill South didn't say anything about why the players left the bench. I don't 
I have a hard time calling somebody a liar, and I'm not trying to do that here with Kansas State, but I feel like were the players actually thinking that, okay, I can run out onto the court and get involved here, and not all the players got involved, obviously, only a couple of them, but were they actually sitting there saying, I can run out on the court here because the game is over? I don't I don't think so. I think that's just a natural reaction. I probably would have done the same thing if I was athletic and I was a college basketball player, and I'm sitting there watching... A, a Sylvia de Sosa standing over my teammate and seeing a potential fight coming, and then once the fight actually does come, that's just a natural reaction to go out there. So I don't understand why leaving the bench if we thought the game was over. Sure, like after the game, it won't come with an automatic suspension, which was basically maybe going to come. It, it meant nothing anyways, and you might probably get suspended anyways now that you came off the bench. I don't know. We'll see how Kansas State handles that. But anyways, thanks for coming to this episode of the High Motor Podcast. I'm going to play some clips for you here, uh, and then I'll be back this weekend or early next week with another episode. Well, I have I have had a chance to review, uh, uh, and we all have. The university has. Everybody has review. Uh, all angles that, that you could possibly have, you know, much more than than uh, – than what probably uh, the general public has, and, and uh, uh, there there will be consequences, as I stated. Uh, we're still in the, you know, it's only 10 a.m., and, and we're still in the process of of communicating with uh, uh, league office officials and everything else. But but regardless of of, uh, of uh, what uh, uh, is set out of league office, regardless of of, of any of that. Uh, there will be consequences. There will be penalties. I'm not at liberty, nor do I know at this particular moment uh, what will be uh, appropriate at this time because we're still in the process of discussing it. I thought we did some nice things last night, and, and certainly what what transpired at the end, you know, totally negated uh, the two hours prior. But 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 if you look at the game, and, and uh, I have not had a chance to watch our our game tape uh, yet, but. I thought we did some 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 nice things. I thought that our bench, uh, primarily Christian, was was uh, terrific, uh, giving us points and energy off of it. And and for the most part, the first half I thought we really defended pretty well. I I, I thought the second half became more of a of a horse contest, uh, uh, so to speak. Uh, I didn't think there was. I didn't think that we did a much did, did a very good job defending the second half like we did early on, but but I, th- I thought there were some positives, and certainly uh, uh, you know it's always nice to to beat a rivalry game uh, to win a rivalry game. But with that being said, uh, you know nobody in in uh, in our office is talking about that at this particular moment. We're just talking about what transpired there late. I can't really speak to all of that uh, <clears throat> because I am not totally aware. With everything, I, you know, it obviously escalated and went into the ADA section, and and uh, uh, I actually did speak with one of the one of the persons that were that was there uh, at the time, and 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 was uh, and was uh, hit at not not hit physically, but 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 backed into or or or, or whatever. Uh, to the point where, where I'm sure that we'll correspond with her today to see how she's feeling today. But I do not know of, of, uh, of basically everything that transpired or talked to anybody more than that one person. Well, it, it doesn't really matter, uh, uh, Garen, to me, what went down or what happened. The, bo- the bottom line is is that, that uh, uh, in competition, you know, and obviously it's heated, some things can escalate sometimes, and, 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 and you never, ever want that. 
this was not part of that. This was not part of heated competition. Uh, this was something that, 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 uh, and, and, and to be, you know, I, I said last night, and I feel strongly about this, we'll accept responsibility for the role in which we played. And obviously, we did play a role. Uh, I'm not saying the uh, K-State was innocent in this by any stretch, but I am saying I'm only going to comment on on our situation or I'm not saying they're guilty. I'm just saying I'm going to comment on our situation and, and, and what I can potentially uh, have influence on, and that would be the actions of our guys, regardless of, uh, of what has transpired, always having discipline and keeping a, a cool head and, and, and being responsible and being unselfish. And <clears throat> certainly that did not occur last night within our group. So, uh, uh, but I, I won't speak to uh, uh, you know any of the things that really transpired before that 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 you know people saw it's it's very obvious what took place and I think that that you had a situation that that uh, escalated because of uh, 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 you know emotions getting the best of the situation. Very very sad and by the the event that happened last night. Uh, I'm I'm very proud of of our program what we've done the last seven years we've accomplished a lot both on and off the court but last night's uh, incident is is not good for k-state not good for kansas not good for college basketball and uh, you know it, it's it's disappointing uh obviously there's many people to blame uh, you know and i'm the head of our program so you know it, it it falls back on me that the the incident occurred it's it's a shame it shouldn't have happened uh, you know the as far as punishment goes uh you know that right now the league office is reviewing all the uh you know their their video uh they will make decisions on suspensions and you know with the coordination with our administration and and our staff and you know, I would expect that would be sooner than than later. And uh, again, it's just it's sad and, and disappointing. And uh, you know, it's it it leaves a, a a bad picture for for everybody. And I I've been in this a long time, and you know, you you see it happen um, occasionally, and you just think it's not gonna you're not gonna be part of it. And obviously. I was part of it. We were part of it, and uh, it's it's sad for college basketball, the the, the game that I love. Uh, it's been part of basically all my life, and uh, you know this was a disappointing moment for us. Oh my God.